Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you guys are all ready for another installment on our series on the labors of Hercules. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about the Aegean stables. But before we do that, I'd like you guys all to like, subscribe, follow, and hit that notification bell. So now, before we get into the discussion on the Aegean stables, what I do want to discuss is just a quick recap of last time. If you guys remember, we talked about Hercules's fourth labor, the capture of the Arimanthian boar. Remember, Hercules had to capture this one alive. Uh, and, and while we do get to that, much of this story is actually Hercules and his relationship with the centaurs, the half-horse, half-human creatures that are kind of ubiquitous in uh, Greek mythology. Uh, any, any sort of retelling of a lot of Greek stories will have a centaur or two in there. And we did learn specifically about one centaur, Chiron, who is kind of the wisest and most noble of all centaurs. And his ultimately tragic story. So I just want to kind of go over that. Uh, he did eventually capture the boar. He had to bring it back alive. He chased it, scared it out of the thicket, and then brought it back to Eurystheus. So now let's get into his next task. And this one is probably one of my favorite labors um, because it's almost comical. So let's get into it. The Aegean stables, or also known as the cattle of Augeus. The first section here. So the fifth labor Eurystheus commanded Hercules to perform was to clear out the dung of the cattle of Augeus in only a single day. Augeus was the king of Elis. According to some, he was the son of Helios, god of the sun. According to others, he was the son of Poseidon, god of the sea. And according to still others, the, uh, the son of Phorbus. He had many herds of cattle. Hercules came to him and, without revealing Eurystheus' command, told him he would clear out this cattle of dung in a single day if Augeus would give him one-tenth of the cattle. So that's the setup for this story. So what was the task? Well, Eurystheus, and again, Eurystheus does not like Hercules, and these tasks are seen as impossible tasks. Remember the first one, kill the, the Nemean lion, then learn A and Hydra, these beasts that can't be killed. Uh, and then it was to bring back the Kernian hind and the Arimanthian boar, these beasts which can't be caught. Um, this one is particularly cruel, though. What does he ask him to do? He asks him to go to Augeas, the king of Elis, and to clear out his stables of dung, poop, in one day. There's no way... Even if this was just like a normal farm, cleaning out all the poop in the stables would be very difficult to do in one day. Not impossible, but difficult. But this is no normal farm. Okay, we're going to see. The, the stables, um, they think, had 3,000 3, oxen and they had not been cleaned in 30 years. Theocritus, who's another... Uh, poem, poet, 
uh, said there was thousands upon thousands, including 300 bulls. So you get this idea, 300 bulls times 10, probably about 3,000 cattle. Eurystheus just wants to humiliate Hercules and give him another impossible task. Eurystheus does not want Hercules to succeed because Eurystheus is a big fan of Hera, and Hera, as we all know, hates Hercules. So that's our setup. Now, who is Augeus? He's the king of Elis, of Elis possibly a son of Helios, who is uh, the god of the sun, or Poseidon, the god of the seas. So that's our setup. That's our characters. Now let's read the next section. What does Hercules do? Well, he comes to Augeus and he says, without revealing Eurystheus's command, told him that he would clear out their dung in a single day if Augeus would give him one-tenth of the cattle. So he says, if you give me one-tenth of the cattle, I'll clear out the stables of dung in one day. One-tenth would be about 300 cattle from what we know. Not believing that it was possible, Augeus promised he would. Then Hercules called upon Augeus' son, Phileas, to act as a witness. Then he made a hole in the foundation of the stable and diverted the Alpheos and the Penios, which flowed nearby, and caused them to flow in after he made an outlet through another opening. So what does Hercules do? Well, first, he comes to Augeus with a deal. He says, Augeus, and he doesn't tell him that he has to do this anyway. He doesn't tell him this is his command from Eurystheus um, or the Oracle of Delphi, if ultimately you want to go back there. He says, hey, Augeus, let me do you a favor. You've got these 3,000 cattle. You've got these stables. They haven't been cleaned in 30 years. I bet I can do it in one day if you give me one-tenth of your cattle. Augeus, reasonably so, believes that this is an impossible task because no man, no matter how great, could clean out 30 years of cow poop in a single day. So he says, of course, I'll give you 300 cattle. I'll give you one-tenth of my herd if you can do this. That would be awesome. So Hercules, what does he do then? He gets a witness. And not only does he get a witness, he gets Augeus' own son, Phileas, to confirm the deal. And then once he has the deal confirmed, Augeus promises and then gets his witness. He goes about setting to complete his task. His task is accomplished this way. What does he do? Well, first, he makes an inlet or a hole in the, in the stables. And then he makes an outlet hole in the stables. And then he diverts two rivers, the Alpheos and the Penios. And he diverts them to wash through the stables, carry up all the poop and wash it out. Which is so, so clever and so, so smart. But it's still like, oh, I mean, if you think about it, even though he didn't have to physically pick up and remove 30 years of 3,000 cattle's worth of poop, um, diverting rivers is no easy feat. I would imagine to be able to just do that, even if he's using you know, simple hand tools and all that, that 
that's something that would be a feat to see in itself to divert two rivers to wash away all that dung, um, which is just remarkable in its own right. But he accomplishes the task, right? He didn't say how he had to accomplish the task. He just said that he had to. Everyone assumes you're going to have to grab a shovel and do it by hand. So Hercules kind of breaks the system there. All right, let's move on to the third section. So when Augeas learned that this had been accomplished at Eurystheus's command, he would not render payment and went so far as to deny ever having promised to do so in the first place, saying that he was ready to be brought to trial over the issue. When the judges had taken their seats, Phileas was called by Heracles and testified against his father, saying he had agreed to make payment to him. Augeas, enraged, ordered both Phileas and Hercules to depart from Ellis before the vote was cast, meaning he probably thought he was going to lose the vote. Phileas went to Dolichion and settled there, and Hercules came to Olaneos and the house of Dexamenos. Okay, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But, so what happens here? is Augeas is mad and he tries to welch on the debt, basically. And he calls a court. He calls judges in to render a ruling. But Hercules had a witness, Phileos, who was Augeas's actual son. So Phileos, who's a man of integrity and wouldn't countermand his father, unless it was actually the true thing or the right thing to do, said, no, Hercules promised to do this. My dad promised to pay him, and I saw Hercules accomplish the task. None of that had to do with Eurystheus, but Augeas is trying to use Eurystheus and his command as a way to get out of paying the debt. Because Augeas is afraid he's going to lose the vote by the judges, commands Hercules and Phileas to leave. To He orders them into exile. And this comes back to bite him later, but we're not going to get to that story right now. So what happens, though, is Hercules leaves, Phileas, leave, Phileas leaves, and ostensibly, Augeas doesn't have to pay the debt. All right, so the first section, or the next section, let's get into that. So Phileas went to Dulichion and settled there. Hercules came to Olaneos and sat at the house of Dexamenos and found him on the point of being forced to engage his daughter, Menesimache, of the dot to the dot to the centaur Eurytion. Remember that it was the same centaur, one of the centaurs that we talked about in the previous labor um, when he had to go find the Arimanthian boar. So Dexamenos is going to have to marry his daughter off to a centaur. Hercules was asked by Dexamenos to help. He killed Eurytion uh, when he came for his bride. And then Eurystheus did not count this labor among the ten either because he said that it was done for payment. So this story, while one of my favorite stories and one of my favorite labors, doesn't work out so well for Hercules. He doesn't get credit for the labor being accomplished by Eurystheus because Eurystheus says, well, you did it for money or you did it for payment. He doesn't get the payment from Augeas because Augeas orders him and Phileas 
into exile before the judges can render their verdict and give him the 300 cattle. So not only does he not get paid, but he also doesn't get credit for completing the labor. Had Theoretically, had he not demanded payment, he would have gotten credit for the labor, even if he did divert the rivers to wash away the dung. It sounds like Eurystheus would have honored it in that case, but he was able to get out of it because he did it for payment. And the question is, why is that such a big deal that he did it for payment? Well, remember, Hercules is trying to pay off a penance here. He killed his children in a fit of madness, true, but he killed his children. And in, in, in penance for that, he goes to the Oracle of Delphi and says, what can I do to make up for this? And the Del- Oracle of Delphi says, well, you need to do whatever Eurystheus commands to pay off your debt, right? So if you think about what Hercules is doing, trying to make money while also trying to pay off a moral obligation or a moral debt, it's not really fair play. I like Hercules. I think he's awesome. But in this case, I I think a, a character flaw of his shows out where he's trying to twist his service or his circumstances to suit his own ends. And he's not going to get credit for that. Um, And you can not like Eurystheus. I don't. But you can also see the point. It's like, no, why should I give you credit? You're trying to pay off a deed or a debt for a terrible thing that you did. You shouldn't get payment for trying to pay off or make things right. Um, And and so it he doesn't get credit for this. So he didn't get credit for the Lernaean Hydra, which I think is bogus. Uh, and he doesn't get credit for this one. So now he's got two of the labors that don't count. So his initial 10 labors are now up to 12. And so that's how we get to the story of his 12 labors. And we'll get into the rest of those, um, obviously, as we move on through this series. But that's it. That, that's the story. That's why it went from 10 to 12. Um but man, what a story. Like the setup is awesome. Go clean out these stables full of poop. Uh, and then he goes to Augeus. He kind of connives and swindles and says, well, if you give me a tenth of your herd, I'll do it for you in one day. Augeus thinks this is a sucker's bet. Of course, he's not going to be able to do it. Hercules, of course, proves him wrong. And then Augeus welches on the bet and exiles Hercules and his own son Phileas and then Eurystheus kind of get back gets back at Hercules by saying nope sorry buddy you shouldn't have done it for money all right so that wraps up the fifth labor the the cattle of Augeus or the Aegean stables is what it's more commonly known as uh can't wait to get into the next stuff with you uh we'll be talking about the Stymphalian birds the Cretan bull um a lot of great stories coming up later on uh but thank you This is Jake from Dad Bond History, and we'll see you all next time.